Melissa and Andrew on the bass. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. You know, as I was preparing for tonight, I just thought, I've got screeds and screeds of notes, you know. Pastor Lynn asked if I'd talk about praise. Well, you don't have to ask me twice to talk about praise and worship because it's so near and dear to my heart. But what I wanted to do is talk about um, a, uh, a story in the Bible about Paul and Silas. You know, to me, that's an outstanding story of where two men in the midst of adversity praised and worshipped the living God and chains were broken. You know, in this time and this season right now, I just feel you're going you're to get a bit motion sickness, I'm sorry, tonight because I feel a little bit like a lioness in labour. And, um, and it just came to me. I don't know what it is. I think it's been because I've been under Pastor Lynn and, and Mary up and intercessors and you just can't stand still when you've got the presence of God on you and you've got praise and worship inside of you that's just wanting to get out. Because what is inside of me is not for me to keep. What is inside of me is for you. It's for our city. It's for our nation. It's for our family. It's all of these. So we're going to start. So if you feel like pacing with me, we start this way. Then we turn and we go this way. Okay? So feel free anytime, anytime. But I'm just going to ask the team. um, Jenny, I'm just going to get her to go on the notes, uh, on the keys. Because I know that there's going to be a time through here you're going to hear what's happening in the spirit. You know, something very pertinent is happening at this time in our city and our nation. And what's happening is right here in our church. And I don't want to miss that. You know, I'm sick of structure. I'm sick of God being in a box. And this is going well away from my notes. But it's like, what is within me wants to get out. And it's like, you know, I stand up here and, and we do the worship thing and I see and I hear a cry in the people saying, God, will you show yourself like you did in Paul and Silas's time when the prison doors were set open and chains were set free? Would you show yourself here and now? Because we've been crying out for you to come through. We've been crying out that our hands and our feet will be released from the locks and the chains. Because we've been crying out, but you know what the Lord's saying? Saying the season is now. So I'm just going to get into the flow of it, and I'm just going to start speaking prophetically. Because I just feel that if the Lord is talking to me about it, if the Lord is talking to me about standing up in the midst of adversity and, and, and calling out his name and praise and worship in the time that in the natural, all I can see is death and gloom, then he must be talking to you about it too. Amen? Okay, Holy Ghost. So what I want you to do is I don't want you to focus on me. Like I said, you'll get motion sickness. Um, I want you to engage in God. So if you just close your eyes, let's just call upon the name of the Lord right now. Father, we just invite you into this place, Lord God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, he who is worthy to be praised, he who is the living God, the God that is the God of breakthrough, the God who brings freedom and liberty and breaks the chains of bondage in this time. Father God, we invite you into this place, Lord God. We submit our lives to you right now, Lord God, and we call and we draw, Lord God, your presence into this place. Lord God, that you would have your way. Father God, that you would break through the limitations in our lives, Lord God, that you would break through into our family, into our city, into our nations, Lord God, into our schools. Lord God, that you will prove yourself. Lord God, that you are a true and faithful God. Holy Ghost, why don't you just lift your hands up right now in this place. 
why don't you just lift your hands? We're going to praise him tonight. I just felt the Lord give me that word. Praise him. Praise him. Because praise is the birthing position for breakthrough in your circumstance. Now, if we think of someone in labor, okay, it's not pretty and it's probably quite vocal. But what comes forth out of that birthing place is life. There is, um, there is new hope. There is potential. There is change. Come on. So praise is the birthing place for breakthrough in your circumstance. It releases in the spiritual to release in the natural. You know, praise is always expressive. I don't know how you praise God silently. You know, if you were to think of praise like a command, if we were at war, we wouldn't stand there and just lift our hands and that was it and just whisper out, charge, charge. What's that going to do? Nothing. We would yell out, we'd go, charge! And we would shout it into the heavenlies. We would shout it out and everything would be shaken. There would be authority in our voice. There would be authority. Nothing would stand because with that means that we've got the victory. It means that we have won before we've even done it. That's what praise is about. It says, the dead not praise the Lord, neither that to go down. So as long as we are alive and kicking, we are to praise his name and exalt his name. It's directive. Praise is a choice. We can choose to praise him or not. It's a choice. Are we going to choose today that we will praise him? Are we going to choose today, this very day, that we will praise him? It's got nothing to do with our feelings. Sometimes the last thing that we feel like doing is praising his name. But that's where I think of Paul and Silas. Let me paint you that picture. Let me paint you a picture of two guys that were in a place that there was nothing there that would praise, that they should praise the Lord God about. They'd gone about their work, they'd done some fantastic things, and they prayed for a girl and delivered her of a, of a spirit because she, what she was doing was she was tapping into the demonic and prophesying and she was earning money. She was a slave for her, mate, for her masters and they delivered her. And so what that meant was that, that she was no good to them anymore. So anyway, they got chucked in prison, Paul and Silas. So let me paint you a picture of what that prison looked like. And I bet we can identify with that. It was dark, it was gloomy, it was like a dungeon. Now you place yourself in that. It says they put them, Paul and Silas in the innermost place of the prison. There would be no light. There would be the stench. And that was after that they got flogged. Now flogging back in those days is nothing what it's like now. They, their skin would have been ripped. They would have been put in that place into shackles. It would have been biting into their skin. Inside of them, they'll be thinking that there is no hope. Do you know what? There would have been rats. There would have been rodents. There would have been everything in that place. But do you know what? The message that I have tonight, it happened in the midnight hour. At the time that you think that it can't get any better, can't get any better, God's going to come. And I believe that Paul and Silas heard a sound that we need to hear today. Because the same sound that they heard, a breakthrough, is the same sound that's here today. And we've just got to incline our ear. And it starts with a little bit of usher.
utterance of praise. It starts to get you and you start thinking, you're standing in that place and you think, God, I might look in the natural and there is nothing that I can praise you for, but I can look into the spiritual and see what you have for me and what you have for my family and what you have for this city because it's not just about our breakthrough. It's not just about us being free. As Paul and Silas, if you go into their story, it's about, hey, yes, that at midnight when they prayed and the earthquake came and the doors were flung open and the shackles were freed, but it didn't just free them, it freed all of those prisoners. You know, we've got to understand that we stand in the gap for others. That when we praise and we, we worship and we, we declare the goodness of God, that we're doing it for others because nobody can argue a testimony. Nobody can ask, answer that. They, what they can say is that it's your story, what happened. We can say, you know what, God came through on this day. God came through. And then it's a witness. And then it builds their faith too because everybody's looking for a breakthrough in, you, in their life. You show me a person that doesn't have any area in their life that they don't need a breakthrough in. And I would argue that. They might seem like they've got it all together, but they don't. And so Paul and Silas were there, and they were praying. They dared to utter a praise. And it started a little bit like, I'm going to get Andrew to give a bit of a da-da-da-da. Because just before midnight, What was it that they were hearing? It started to build an expectancy inside of them. And it's like, God, what are you going to do in this time? What are you going to do in this time right now? And I believe that that time when they stepped out, that God was starting to prophesy into, into Paul because actually he could even see the other spectrum, which was the jailer was going to get saved and then his whole family was going to get saved and then it was going to go out into the city and they were going to get saved. So Paul saw the whole big picture, but sometimes all we see is our little bit here and it's about us. But God says, lift up your eyes. Look up your, lift up your eyes to the heavens. Hear my voice. Start praising me. So what is it that they would have prayed? You're probably saying, Sue, what, what sort of prayer did they pray that would bring the presence of God into that place that would just break open their shackles on their hands and on their feet and of everybody else's and bring an earthquake and then everything just get released? It'd be something like this. Father, I declare your goodness and your faithfulness. I want to thank you for what you're doing in my life. I don't care the circumstances that I am. And you're a good and faithful God. And you have a plan and a destiny for me. Though I may look at my circumstances here, I lift up my eyes and I see that you are the God of breakthrough. I see that you are the God of freedom and liberty. You are the strength, Lord, of my life. You are the joy of my life inside of me. And I will praise you. Let I not be held in this place, Lord God, because I see what you have for me. And you know what? I think they would have petitioned, not just for themselves, but for every person that was in that dungeon. Every person that was in their dungeon. Now, I don't know why people left, didn't leave that place. Maybe it was the fear of God. I don't know. But you know what? It touched the jailer's life. Because you know what would have happened to the jailer if all the, if all the prisoners would have left? He would have he would have had to have lived out that sentence himself. Of every person that had a sentence on their life and was in prison, 
he would have had to have lifted out. So what that brought about then was he was going to commit suicide. Now how powerful is this? The very person that inflicted so much pain and hurt on Paul and Silas' life by flogging them and shredding their skin and all that, that was the very person that Paul and Silas reached out to and said, don't do it, man. Don't do it. Your life is, is worth so much more. Your life is worth so much more. Now, the jailer was so touched by this he, and he could see what had happened. He said, what do I have to do to be saved? What do I have to do? And you know what? Paul had the opportunity to minister into his life. So here we have another scenario. The very person that caused so much pain in Paul's life and brought so much injustice, Paul ministered to. And then in return, we read further down that the jailer then attended to Paul and Silas' wounds. Now, is that not a picture of restoration? Is that not a picture of wholeness? You know, I'm sure in our lives we've got situations that we feel so, that injustice is so big, that people have hurt us so much. How on earth do we extend ourselves beyond that pain and reach out to them? But what I say to you is, is that God loves that person and wants to move in that person just as much as he wants to move in your life. So our breakthrough is not just about us. It's not just about the here and now. It's about the person next to us. It's about the person down the road. It's about the person in our community. It's about the people in our school. You know, that story just impacted me so much because of things that are in my life. I thought, how much do I look in the natural? How much do I just keep my gaze there and look at my circumstances and think, I'm actually justified in that? I'm actually justified to speak out and think, I've got every right to feel like that. I've got every right to think like that. I've got every right to feel like that about you, the person that hurt me. But you know what? Do we want to be kept captive in that place? Do we want the shackles on our hands and on our feet and on our heart to keep us in that place? Because I've come to a place that I don't want that anymore. I've come to a place where I want to lift up my eyes and I want to petition for that person and ask God, God, will you come and touch that person as you've touched my life? You know, praise and worship, it's such a powerful tool. You know, we can speak it, we can sing it into the atmosphere. And it shakes the heavenlies. Don't think for a moment that when you sing that it doesn't have any bearing or it doesn't have any influence on the spirit realm because it does. When we sing out and when we praise, you know, Satan doesn't understand what we're singing about, but he can certainly feel the impact in the spirit realm. So my challenge to you also is that when we come and we corporately worship, What are we doing in our own time to build what's in our life to bring here on a Sunday? What are we building? Because we need to link arms in this place. 
And we need to start declaring in this place the goodness and the glory of God. But you know, that's not going to happen if we don't do it in our own time. That's not going to happen if we don't start to get the revelation of what praise and worship can do. And it's not that hard. It's actually a step of obedience. It doesn't ever say that we have to be in tune. It just says, will you praise me? Will you, I dare you to praise me in your adversity. I dare you to praise me and start to look above the natural circumstances. As a worship leader and I stand up here, I see the pain that comes through the door. And I talk with my team and we all agree that we stand in the gap and we're some people can't make it. They can't, don't feel they've got it in to worship and to praise. We link hands with you and we take you with us because we take our job responsibly. It's a privilege to stand up here and worship. It's a privilege to be a worshiper of Christ. That's just not for us. That's for everyone here. It's a privilege to worship Him. So when you come into this place to build an atmosphere, what I say is prepare your heart. If there are things in your life like Paul and Silas that um, are getting you down in the natural, you need to grab hold of somebody and say, will you help me stand in that place of faith? Will you help me praise God in this place? Will you help me? It's not, it's not a weakness to ask for, for help. It's actually a strength. It's not a weakness to cry before the Lord and bend your knee and worship Him. It's a strength. You know, how awesome will it be when we get to that place, when it talks in Chronicles, that the glory of the Lord came because we were worshiping as one. The unity that was in this place when Steve Shy was going through something. I feel for him. I take on that. I, I stand with him. When somebody else is going through something, you know, I look at you and I pray for you and I think, you're my sister. I stand with you at this time. I will help you look into the spiritual to break through in the natural. I just feel that God is saying, this is the time and the season for us to stand up this is a time and season for us to tune our ear to the Lord and what He is saying. To hear that sound, that may not be too easy to hear, but it comes out of time of spending time with the Lord. It comes with spending time. And I believe that Paul and Silas heard a sound that they probably never, ever heard before. But it wasn't just for them at that one time at all, but it went on. You know, it would have had an internal eternal impact of what they did then and I'm looking forward to know what that impact was when I get to heaven you know when we sing you've got to understand you think you might be singing by yourself but it says that there is a cloud of witnesses and so we're singing with Paul we're singing with Silas we're singing with John the Baptist we're singing with all these ones in heaven. We're linking arms with them. So how could we fail? How could we not break through in the areas that we need to break through? Come on. How could we not? We serve a powerful God. We're not by ourselves. We've got the Holy Spirit. And then we've got then some. All we've got to do is know, take hold of them and join in the Spirit with them and press through. So what I'm going to ask you tonight... 
And I know that there should be no person sitting in that seat. And I dare you to come forward. Is that if you've got an area in your life that you, you feel like Paul and Silas, you feel the injustice, you feel like you've been beaten and flogged, you feel like that you've got chains and shackles around you, you feel like the prison walls are coming in on you, all you can smell is the stench of death, all you can see is rodents around, there is no light, I want you to come forward. I want you to come forward and stand here. It mightn't even be as bad as that, but it might be, I need to press through, I need to break through my job. You know what, God, this is just as, this is slogging work. I need a breakthrough in my family. We all need breakthroughs. It might be in your personal life. It might be your finances, your marriage, relationships. It just might be, God, I just need a fresh touch of your Holy Spirit now. I want you to come forward. And if that's you, would you stand along here? Because you don't want to miss out on this time. I just feel this sense of urgency, and God is on it at the moment. And we're going to start singing Worthy again. If I can have the musicians up. We're going to start singing that song over you. And for those of you who don't need prayer, I want you to come and stand behind them. Because we're family here. What affects one affects the other. And do you want to be a part of what God is doing in this place? It's about taking ownership. It's about thinking, that is my family member. That is a person I know that needs a breakthrough. That is a person I know that's hurting. Come on, we can't let our hearts go cold. This is family. This is us. And God is moving. God wants to get us out of these places that we can start preaching the gospel with boldness. We can start going into the schools, into our community with live and fresh testimonies of what the God did in back in Silas's day is still doing today. He's a new and living, he's a new and living God. But you know what? He's the same as yesterday as he is today. It says in the word, greater things are we going to do now. But sometimes I read in the Bible and think, God, how on earth are we going to do that? But it says we should be doing more things. More things. So are we desperate enough in our hearts? Is that what it is? Are we not desperate enough in our hearts to cry out? Have we, are we in that place of almost flippancy and we live our life and you know what? We turn up to church. Great. Then what? No, we can't think like that. We don't want to be takers of the spirit realm. We want to invest into the spirit realm. We want to be investors, not takers. So we're going to start worshipping. I want you to lift your hands and all of those that need a breakthrough in your life, you reach out to God like you've never reached out to Him because I'm telling you, God is on this time and this season right now. I start to feel the bubble coming up right now. Holy Ghost, come on, let's start, let's start reaching out to Him like Paul and Silas would have done. They would have started out in tongues. They would have started building up in their spirit. They would have felt the stirring. They would have started to get almost like a sense of urgency. They would have almost got butterflies in them and they would have started uttering praise and worship. They would have been saying, God, come into this place. All the prisoners heard. Was the community here? Our heart? Will the community hear our praise? Holy God.
in you again. There are people here that have turned away and not trusted the Lord because they've been so disappointed that God hasn't come through for them. They've done everything they thought was right. A bit like Paul and Silas, they were doing good. They were doing good things, but still things came against them. And it's like, why God? Why? Why me? All I've done is what you've asked me to do. All I've asked, all that you've asked, I've done. And yet, why is the breakthrough not come forward? There are people here that, is, that have been standing in the gap for family members to get saved. And I want to tell you, I want to tell you tonight, it's not so far away. It's not so far away because God is moving in this place. And when God moves by his spirit, who is to stand against him? God has called everyone by name. And there is a time and a season. But you know what? We've got to gird ourselves up as warriors. We've got to gird ourselves up as believers and start bringing in that time, in that season, right here, right now. We've got to shake off the apathy that's been over our lives and we've got to start standing in this place. Hallelujah, Lord. The Father, right now, we cry out, Lord God, to bring that time, that season into our place, Lord God. Lord, to come and get alongside us, the ministering angels, Lord, we call, we call, Jesus, Father, today we want to take these things and reach them into the future. 
Father, where there is freedom, where there is liberty, Father, where you have answered and allowed heaven to bring the answers through, Father, to earth today. Lord, we hold those there before your presence. We hold them before you, Lord, as a magnet. We hold the dream as a magnet, Father, that this would come to pass. Father, as a magnet would draw to itself iron filings, Lord, that it would draw us to yourself to see your deliverance, Father, you would be known as Jehovah Shammah, God who is there, God who has that banner, who stands over us, whose mountain sits over us. Father, as a group of people tonight, Father, we commit to hold over this week, to hold in our heart, to hold in our spirit man, the liberty, Lord, and the destiny and the purpose for having this come to pass. Lord, that would reach beyond just the circumstance, but would reach into an an eternal aspect. And out of that realm of eternity, the voice of God would come through the gate of our dream and speak to us, Father, that your liberty and your presence would move into the atmosphere around us, into our homes, into our businesses, into our schools, Father, into our workplaces, Lord, into our community, Father, into our territory, Lord, into our nation, Lord, this is not about just us, but Father, the far-reaching effect is about our nation. Father, we want our nation to hear the voice of God bringing liberty into the prison doors. We want our nation to hear the voice of God reaching in to this nation, calling, calling men and women to come out of prison, Father, calling a destiny and a purpose, Lord, the land of the long white cloud, a place of your glory, Father to be seen by the other nations of the earth, to be seen, Father, by the other nations of the earth. But Lord, this is our part. This is our brick in the wall. This is our part, Father, we hold today. We hold it before you. We thank you, Father, for the answer. We thank you no matter what goes on. We're going to continue to dream, Father, that this is going to come to pass. No matter what goes on around us, like Paul and Silas, Father, this is going to come to pass because God has spoken tonight. Father, you've spoken tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's sing that song one more time. I want you to hold that thing inside your head and I want you to worship at it. Worship all this in my arms here. Hallelujah. Thank you. 
going to do is right along here, I want you to link hands with the person beside you. So I don't think God's finished yet. Now, you know what? We could get people to come and lay hands on you and pray for you. That's good. Don't get me wrong. That's good. But what I want you to do in this place is lift your eyes to the Lord. You stand in that place, holding on to the person's hand beside you, knowing in the Spirit that you've linked with another spirit. You've linked with Paul. You've linked with John the Baptist. You've linked with Moses. You've linked with Abraham. You've linked with all these guys. You've linked hands with Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. So I want you to do now, we're going to sing, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus and Be With Jesus. Amen. And we're going to just lift it now. And I think God's going to come. And he's going to wash over your heart and over your spirit. He's going to refresh you anew. He's going to cause your eyes to be open. And he's going to plant a fresh, a fresh, fresh touch of his Holy Spirit.